But when we become New Testament Christians, when we're born again of the water of the Spirit, we are not to just go out and keep sinning. See, we are, we're, that stuff has got to get out of your system. See, this is why Paul, look at Romans chapter 6 real quick. Come with me to Romans chapter 6, starting with verse 1. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Know ye not that so many of us that was baptized in Jesus Christ was baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so we should be walking in newness of light. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is what? Crucified with him. Amen. If you're going to keep sinning, why'd you get baptized in Jesus' name for? Why'd you repent? Why did you seek God for the Holy Ghost if you're going to just keep practicing doing sin and doing wrong? See? This, you have to realize that you came somewhere to a point in your life that you said, I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want to continue down this road anymore, so I'm going to turn around and commit myself and my life to Christ. And so and that when you did that, you repented, you asked God to forgive you for all the wrong things you did before. And as a result of that, you got baptized in Jesus' name. He filled you with his spirit, and now we are to move on to perfection. I'm not against altars. Don't think I am. I'm just trying to get us to see that when you come a New Testament Christian, you should be building your own altar in your own private place so that you go to God wherever you are. When you realize I might have said something was not right or I might have did something that I knew that went against God's word, then I need to have my altar. If you follow Old Testament scriptures, the patriots, what did they do when they did wrong? They built an altar. They built the altar, see? And so, therefore, we have got to get to that point that in our lives, amen, Jesus says in the New Testament, my house should be called a house of prayer. See, we should come in here ready to worship and pray. In Acts 3, they were on their way to what? Prayer. See, they was going to worship. David even says in Psalm 42, I went with them to the house of prayer. I went with them and worshiped. Amen. And so when we come through these doors, because we are mature Christians, we are supposed to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We are supposed to come ready to worship God. We have, we have found our own personal altars. We've cleared it all out, all the wrongs and everything. And we're coming to receive the word of God to see what God wants for us to do and to move on and to go out and spread the gospel of Christ. I mean, this is part of maturing in God. We have to mature. We've got to move on to perfection. And this is what God desires in each one of us. We have to, as I was saying last week, we have to start watching our words. There's a lot of cliches and things we can pick up. Oh, nobody is perfect. You know, oh, everybody is sinning. 
Well, it's not me just because everybody else is doing it. I got to do it. See, somewhere I have got to get to myself that my words is, is to be edifying. Life and death we know according to Proverbs 18, 21, 25, 21, 18, 21, is in the power of the tongue, right? So I've got to learn how to speak edification. You know, I, I can't keep beating myself up. I can't keep negativism in my life all the time. You know, Paul finally told us in Philippians 4.13, what? I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. There's nothing stopping us. With Christ, we can do all things. Amen. So we need to build ourselves up in Christ. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 through 26. He says, but in, every, in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and vessel, and some to honor and some to be dishonored. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel to honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness and faith and charity and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. And that the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patience, and meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God by our venture will give to them the repentance of the knowledge of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snares of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Notice he said, the servants of the Lord must not strive, but they must be gentle unto all men, apt to teach. we got to be ready to teach. This is part of maturity. You grow. You remember what our opening scripture was? At the time, you ought to be teachers, Paul says. You know, if you've been in the church for any spirit of, period of time, you're supposed to know what to do is right. If we don't become doers of God's word, we're going to be immature people. We're going to be immature children. We're going to keep making foolish mistakes. And guess what? You're going to miss heaven. This is not a shoe-in. You know, this is not once saved, always saved. Okay? You're going to have to live for God and do what is right if you're going to heaven. Amen. I didn't write the book. He did. <laughs> Amen. So we, we have to, we got to mature in our walk with God as the purpose of this church is that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. See? We got to know things. We've got to study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We have to watch our words. We've got to know what we're saying. Amen. Because what you find a lot of times when people are get mad about teachings and studyings and people get upset about babies crying in church and people complain about the seating and people complain about the music and, and people say that they didn't feel love in church. All that is immaturity. 
That's, that's spiritual immaturity. Because you as a mature saint of God, you are supposed to take anything that is given and study it out. Search it to see what was so unique about the church in Berea in Acts 17. What did they do? Anybody? Huh? They received it and they searched the scriptures if those things were so. And that's why they were known as they was more what than the people of Thessalonica. See? They searched it. You have to search it. You need to have your Bibles. You need to write this stuff down. If I give you a handout, you need to take this handout home and go through it. And if you find some errors and stuff, you're supposed to come back and say, Hey, Pastor Parker, you've got some mistakes in there. You've got some errors. That scripture is not what it says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we was I gave a, a test the other day to the PI students and it, it had an error in it. It was a mistake in the test. I didn't catch the mistake. But the students caught the mistake. So I had to throw the question out of the test. I had wrote they they had put in there that it was the third second commandment when it was actually the third commandment. So so we had to throw the test this question out of the test. See? And so this is what you're supposed to do. You, you Remember, you're growing. You're maturing. Amen? And so this is what God wants us to do. It, it, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You want to search this stuff out because you want to grow. You want to mature. You want to be able to make wise and sound decisions based on truth of God's word. And this is why last month we was talking so much about wisdom and getting wisdom and getting understanding and getting knowledge. This is what God wants. Amen. So we have to study this stuff out. And so as I said, our behavior, uh, we was talking about last week and our watching ourselves. Our actions, our conduct, you know, we have to watch ourselves, okay, and, and not be immature children. God wants us to mature. I'm not against altars. Don't think I am. I think we should all pray, you know. <laughs> Use it for prayer. I think I might call it the prayer point. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll call it, the prayer point. Amen. Let's come to the prayer point. <laughs> Amen. So, but, but, but study this stuff out, okay. Because because when you become a New Testament Christian, you're, there's a lot of things you're supposed to know to do now. You can't keep walking down that wrong road. <laughs> you, you, thank you, sir. Amen. So you, you, you've got to get on the right path and the right track. Amen. So let's move on tonight. Amen. Number three, we want to put away childish things. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, Paul says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Amen. See, he's trying to get us to see here now. When we were children, we act children, we did foolish things, you know, uh, and we all should now be grown through that process. So three ways to put away childish things. Number one, don't speak childish. Now, both of those scriptures are wrong there. 
Amen. Uh, it's, I should have, huh? <laughs> I was a part of the test. Yeah. You see, we shouldn't speak childish things. Give me an example of childish things people say. You did it first. It's not fair. Go ahead. She started it. I got a kitty cat. <laughs> not my fault. I'm I'm not coming because I don't like what they're doing. I'm not going to be a part of that because they didn't include me. Is those childish sayings? Yeah, go ahead. I can't do it. You know, our speech, if we're not careful, can become childish. I can't do that. You know, yeah, I'm so stupid. You know, these comments, what are you doing? You're turning yourself down. See, you are supposed to speak to yourself psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and make melody in your heart, edifying yourself, building yourself up. Amen. Amen. If, if you error, beat yourself up one time. That's all you do. Beat yourself up one time and then get up and move forward. Don't, if, if you ask God to forgive you for something wrong once, don't stand there and keep beating yourself up over it. You know, some people keep bringing up childish stuff that they did when there was two. And here they are, 99. <laughs> Come on. You know, we move forward. Don't speak challenge. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, you don't want me to do that. Oh, I don't have the ability to do that. What happened? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Have you ever thought about trying? You want to learn something new? I'll volunteer to do that. Huh? This is what you should do. Because why? You want to mature. Don't keep beating yourself down saying, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. I don't know what you can do. You don't know what you and God can do. Last time I checked, you and God is majority in any situation. See? If God be for us, everybody else might as well be, right? See? So don't speak negative Childish things. Paul says, I spake as a child when I was a child. My words now need to be chosen correctly so I am lifting up and edifying someone and not tearing down. Okay? So don't speak negative. Amen. Don't speak as a child. Number two, don't let your understanding be childish. And 1 Corinthians 14, 20 Amen. Paul says, don't let your understanding be as a child. Be not children in your understanding. Search stuff out. If you don't understand, ask questions. If you don't understand, search it. Amen. We don't want to continue to let our understanding be as children. We want to grow 
We want to mature. Remember Paul says strong meat belongs to them who have an understanding. See? You don't, you don't want to stay on milk. You want to get off milk. Run quick trip and never Walmart out of business. Yeah, we get off the milk. Get on some steak, deep stuff. Amen, amen, <laughs> amen. Get some ribs. Amen. There you go. Amen. See, because if our understanding of God's word and what He requires of us is shadow, we're not going to grow. See, this is why when you go to school, they keep adding more and teaching you more. So that you can grow more. See? They're preparing you. You know, this is why a lot of times if you don't study stuff out, you'll stay stagnant. See? We continue in the doctrine. If I was to ask you what is the apostles' doctrine, you should know it. If I was to ask you what was Jesus' doctrine, you should know it. If I ask you what is the gospel... And how to apply it to your life. You're supposed to understand and know it. You know. These are things you should understand. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And with all that get and get. Understanding. Know what you're doing. What you're doing. Know why you're a Christian. Know why you serve God. You know. We can beat the world up all day long <laughs> about their wrongdoing, you know. But you as a Christian, don't let them beat you up for doing wrong. <laughs> Have an understanding of what you're doing. Be ready to give an answer, an account of everyone asks you for the hope that is in you. You are my servant, saith the Lord, Isaiah 42.3, Right? You are my servants and my witnesses whom I have chosen that you may know and believe that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Can you explain that Jesus is God? Or are you still in kindergarten in that area? See? You're (laughs) Isaiah 43.10. You, you, you're supposed to know this. See? Because so, you can move on to perfection. Why did you get baptized in Jesus' name? Why do we baptize in Jesus' name? There's no other name on the heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. You know? Why is it a virgin going to conceive a son and call his name Emmanuel? God is with us. Amen. See, the, the, getting the understanding here is this is what, you know, we don't want our understanding to be childish. We're mature. See, we're the adults. <laughs> okay, let me, can I put it that way? Now, granted, some of us get on the train at different stations. But we should not stay at that station. I get on a train. Why? Because I'm going somewhere else. I don't just get on the train to stay right there. You know, I'm traveling. This world is not my home. I'm passing through. See, 
You know, like Paul says, if Israel had understood, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they would have had an understanding, they would not have crucified him. See, they was waiting for their Savior. He came, and then they killed him. See, we have got to move on, amen, in our lives with Christ. 1 Corinthians 6, 1 through 3. There any of you, Paul says, 1 Corinthians 6, 1, 2, 3. Okay? It says, there any of you having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if, if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matter? Know ye not that they which should judge angels, how much more than they that pertain to this life? In other words, what Paul is saying is, don't you dare go to downtown and file a charge against your brothers and sisters in church. He says, you need to understand that you are brothers and sisters and the matter needs to be resolved between you and that individual. And if it can't be resolved between you and that individual, then you bring it to the church. Because the church, we're going to be judging angels. Amen. Those fallen angels, we're going to be judging them. Don't go to the world to solve your issues. Understand, understand, get understanding here. This is what God desires us to grow and to mature in a whole lot of things in our lives. Amen. Praise God. We have to work on some of these things that we are liking in our lives. Understand it. Amen. What do you tithe? Somebody says, I don't want to rob God. Being obedient to the scriptures. Is that the purpose? Huh? Provide for the priesthood. This priest don't get anything. <laughs> and I just messing around. I just messing around. Amen. So what do you think God implemented that for? Okay. That was, that was the purpose, to provide for the priesthood and that there would always be meat in his house. See? So, will a man rob God? A woman what? Oh, this woman what? <laughs> See, we have to have understanding in these things. See, childish understanding is, I'm not tithing. I can't afford it. That's childish words. I didn't like what he said. Go ahead, Brother Terry. That's right. Time, talents, everything. Yeah. We, we have to get an understanding of why we do what we do. Why do we pray? 
building your relationship? The Bible tells us to pray, but what does the Bible tell you to pray? <laughs> it's the will of God, right? Christ Jesus concerning you. Go ahead, Sister Miller. Oh, I saw your hand up back there. I thought you. I thought you. <laughs> okay, you pray for wisdom. Prayer keeps you in contact with the Lord, and it also helps you to stay away from temptations. Remember what Jesus told Peter? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The flesh, the body, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, it is designed, these things are designed to keep you in contact with God and doing what is right. See, the two examples I just brought out, if we're not careful, we can become children in these things and not realize the value of what God is trying to do in us. Both of those things is to move you out of not having faith and not trusting in God. Because if you don't tithe, you don't trust God. You don't pray, you don't want to grow in God. See? It's not about your money. God's on the cattle's on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. See? But if I say I'm a Christian, if I say I'm a child of God, then I have to become obedient to the things of God. See? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. See? We have to learn not to understand as children. We have to understand as mature adults. Because why? We are growing. God requires us to grow so that we can teach others. One generation shall declare to the next generation the glory and the goodness of God. See, this is what God wants us to do and to teach others the right way. He chose you. You didn't choose him, he said. I chose you and I ordained you so that you can go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit might remain. Amen. And so this is what God desires of us. Just a few things I was throwing out there just to, to see. Amen. Our words, our behavior. We have to watch ourselves. Examine yourself, Paul says, whether you be in the faith. When was the last time you did a, a complete examine, self-examination? When was the last time you say, okay, I'm going to examine myself here? Because this is the yardstick. This is what James says. If you look into the perfect law of liberty and you continue therein, you be not a forgetful here, but doer the word, what happened? You'll be blessed. Your deeds will be blessed. So I have to evaluate myself based on the word of God. Am I aligning my life with what God wants of me? Because why? He wants me to grow. He don't want me to stay as a kid. I'm his son, yes, but he wants me to grow up. 
as I was preaching Sunday, what did what he tell the children of Israel when they was in captivity? Do what? Number one, build houses and live in them. You know, you have to build this temple. This is why we're told to add to our faith virtue, virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance, temperance God, patience, patience godliness, godliness brotherly kindness and charity. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. Strengthen yourself. Wisdom of how to live. Make right choices, right decisions. What does Proverbs 2 says? When wisdom is, is in your heart and, and understanding is prevalent or near, then discretion will keep you. You'll make right choices. You won't make wrong choices. See? You'll be able to do these things correctly. This is what God desires. He wants us to grow, brothers and sisters. He don't want us to stay stagnant, complacent, lazy, slothful. He don't want that. You should be able on this book to open it up and look in it and look at your wardrobes and everything else and says, am that what I have pleasing to God? Am I pleasing to God? Does my life please God? You know, when is the last time, I think I said this before, when is the last time you woke up and says, I think today I'm going to do everything I can to please God? Everything about us now. You are the light of the world. A city that sit on a hill. You can't be hidden. That the people around you know that you are a child of God. Or do they just think you're one of them? I guarantee you, if you go to work and people around you use all kinds of profanity and cursing and never shower about what they're doing, probably is you're not being a good light. Because what I find out is most people will, even the worst of sinners, if they know you're a Christian, they will refrain their tongue. Yeah. So we have to watch ourselves. Watch ourselves. Examine ourselves. Prove ourselves. Know you not how the Christ is in you, Paul says, but I, I trust you know you're not a reprobate. So God says build the house. Plant the garden, okay, and eat it. Are you planting seed? Are you sowing seed? Soil went forth to sow seed, right? Some fell by the wayside. Everywhere you go, you should be dropping the seed. Amen. Sowing, sowing seed, you know. And then what was the third thing he told them to do? Raise, get married and have a family, right? Huh? Yes, it is. He says, plant a garden. Huh? Read Isaiah. Yeah, I just, I just said that. Plant a garden. Amen. And then he says, get married and have a family, give you children. But you know what? If we're not mature, then our children won't be mature. And we don't, don't give your kids away if, if they don't know how to live. I mean, marriage, <laughs> giving them up, not giving them away, but giving <laughs> Giving them, giving them to marriage without knowledge. Do they know how to cook? Do they know how to clean house? Do they know how to do basic life things? 
Because if not, that marriage is going to be in trouble before they ever get out the door. See? We've got to teach them. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, it won't depart from him. Amen. So, all these things are part of our learning procedures. Amen. Number three in childish things. Don't let your thoughts be childish. Don't let your thoughts be childish. Amen. Proverbs 20, verse 11. Proverbs 20, verse 11. Even a child is known by his doings, whether his works be pure or whether it be right. See? When a child does something, you can tell if it's wrong or right. Amen. And this is what we need to follow. Amen. Don't let our thoughts be like that. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. Man, we lose, use that scripture a lot, don't we? Huh? As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So what should our hearts be? Our hearts should be pure. See? Because we're growing. See? Yeah. All the junk I did wrong before I became a Christian, I don't just keep doing that. You reap what you sow. If you do wrong, guess what you're going to reap? You reap wrong. If you sow righteousness, you're going to reap righteousness. We got to grow in these things. Amen. Philippians 4, verse 8 through 9. Keep our thoughts right. We got to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, right? Amen. Do you know why the military want prisoners of war? What do you think military take prisoners of war? To do what? To get information, don't we? See? We want information. So if you bring every thought into captivity, you can get some information out of the problem and the wrong you're doing. And don't do it again. Interrogate yourself. Why in the world did I do that stupid stuff for? Now that's childish thought, right? See? See, just do it once, then move on, right? Bring your thoughts into captivity. If they're going crazy, bring them into focus here and say, wait a minute, why am I thinking this way? Why am I doing this? I know that goes against God's word. Why am I keep keep doing the same old thing over and over and over again? Get it in line with the things of God so that we can grow in things. Of God. Amen. Get your thoughts. Notice what Paul says here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. He said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are, 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 and there be any, do what? Verse 9, those things which you have both learned 
and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace will be with you. See? Think on the good things, the pure things, the right things. Don't think on the evil and the negative things because it'll pull you down. See? You want to think on things that are good, edifying and uplifting so that you can grow in the things of God. Amen. Don't think childish. Don't let your thoughts be childish thoughts. Amen. You want your thoughts to be of an adult nature. Amen. How many times you, you've, if you ever heard somebody look at a child and says, man, they act so grown. And all they are is children. They say, what do you think that is? Because the child is studying and applying and all he's hearing is adult things. They're around adults a lot of times. Sometimes if it's mature, if they're around good mature parents or whatever, their intellectual ability could be very well an adult way. See? And the child is, is more mature than some of the adults. You know what James said about that, right? My brethren, that ought not be. <laughs> you know, we have, <laughs> you know, as, 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 a, as mature Christians, we've got to grow. We've got to grow. Amen. So don't allow ourselves, amen, our thoughts. Bring, don't, you know, the enemy likes to play on your mind. See, but this is why you got to keep your mind stayed on Christ. See, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stays upon you. If, if God says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts of peace and to give you an expected end, you know, then your thoughts should try to get somewhere in line with his thoughts. Because he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are my ways your ways. Mine are higher than yours. So therefore, I want to know what he thinks. See? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to think right. You want to make right choices and right decisions based on your thinking abilities. Amen. Don't think as children. Amen. Number four, the purpose for spiritual maturity is to avoid worldly ways and temptation. Ephesians chapter 5, Paul says in verse 1, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us, and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice unto God for sweet-smelling savor, but fornication and all uncleanliness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. Notice, Paul says there's things that once you become a Christian, you repent it, you got baptized, you don't keep doing these things. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For, ye, for this you know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. 
Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 6, 12, Paul says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all but I will not be brought under the power of any. Amen. So notice what Paul is trying to get us to see here. Amen. That once we become Christians, again, as I said early, don't keep down the same road. Don't think you're can keep doing the wrong things, and God will be well pleased. You find that with Israel, they were a type and shadow of the church. This is why in 1 Corinthians 10, when Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, how all our fathers was under the blood, and they all passed through the flood, and was all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and they all had the same spiritual meat, and they all drank of the same spiritual drink, and they drank from that rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. See? So he's trying to let us see. But then he goes on next, and what does he say? But with many of them, God was not well pleased. Why? For well, they overthrow them in the wilderness. You know, verse 6. Now these things were our example. To the intent that we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted, neither be your idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink, and they rose up in the morning to play. Amen. Verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day 23,000. God wiped out 23,000 people in one day for committing fornication see neither let us tempt Christ as some of them tempted and were destroyed by the serpent God sent a serpent into the camp and destroyed a bunch of them neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and was destroyed by the destroy uh, neither all these things now all these things happened to them of example and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world has come wherefore let him that think he stand take heed lest he fall. Amen? So, so notice here what, what he's trying to get us to see. Maturity. You don't keep doing the same thing. You know? Because God is not going to be well pleased. That's what happens with Israel. Every time God would deliver them and forgive them, they'd go right back and do the same wrong thing again. So finally, God says, okay, you want to do it that way? You want to have it that way? I'll let you have it that way. I'll just let your enemy comes in and take you out. I'll just let you go into captivity for about 70 years, and you'll learn a lesson. See? You, 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 you've heard the old saying, we've met the enemy and he's us. <laughs> you know, the devil is not always your enemy. Yeah, he's your enemy. Let me change that. He is your enemy as a Christian. 
but he's not the one all the time calling, causing your problems. We are our own worst enemies. Therefore, to him that know to do good, James says in James 4, 17, to him is sin. And we know that God doesn't reward sin. That's why the blind man, he said, man, we know that God don't hear sinners, <laughs> you know. See? But we got to wake up and realize we're growing. We're going to heaven and we know unrighteousness cannot enter there. Sin can't get in that gate. We always say we want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So we should be mature, growing day by day. Every day you should be able to look back and say, man, look what I learned yesterday. Man, I learned yesterday this verse of Scripture. Man, yesterday I shared the gospel with someone, you know, whether on the phone or through a text message or whatever you got nowadays with all the technology. You should be using everything for the edifying and the glory and the building up of God. You know, if somebody, God lays somebody on your heart, you should pick up your phone, give them a call and says, hey, just thinking about you, praying for you. You know, it's for you more than it is for them. All the things that I do on my cell phone and my internet and my, you know, whatever, it's for me. It's not really for you. <laughs> I'm trying to build myself up to be right for God. And if I can encourage others in it, that's what I want to do. See? I like to communicate. It builds people up. It edifies and lifts it up. Amen. So we got to be followers of Christ. John 8, 12, Jesus says, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. If I'm following Christ, I'll be able to see the temptations. What are we saying? Temptation, hid snares, all sudden take me unaware, and my heart is made to bleed. For such thoughtless word of these, and we wonder why the test, when I try to do my best, we will understand it better by and by. Right? But if I'm following God, I can see where I'm going. Why? If I'm following Christ, why can't I see where I'm going? Why, why will I be able to see where I'm going? He's the light. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my pathway. I can see things that are not like God. I can see snares. I can see traps. Amen. You can. If you build a strong relationship with God and you go to sign some contract and there's some hidden things inside of it, I guarantee you the Holy Ghost will reveal it. It'll show you things that are hidden, traps and snares that are out there. Amen. Be you followers of God. Colossians 3, 1 through 3. If you did been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is what? What does right hand mean? Power and authority, right? Amen. Power, right hand means power and authority. You're not going to see three thrones in heaven. Amen. You're only going to see one, and Jesus is going to be sitting on it. The right hand means always power and authority. That's what that means. Amen. And so Paul says, if you've been risen with Christ, what is he talking about you've been risen with Christ? You've been baptized. Remember Romans 6? 
You was baptized in the name of Jesus. You was raised to walk in newness of life. So he says, if you've been risen with Christ, now what? Where are you going? Lay up your treasures in heaven where rust and moth does not corrupt and thieves break in and steal, right? You're going to heaven. <laughs> That's where you're headed. So this is where your affections need to be. You, this is where your love needs to be for spiritual things and the things of Christ and the place you're going. I'm looking for that city. What did that song we sing the other day? Mom and Daddy talked about going home ever since I was a babe on the knee. They said nothing compared what was waiting up there and how someday we'll finally be free. You know, I never seen it, but I'm keep on believing it'll be a place like I've never known. And my heart's on the sky, and my soul's ready to fly. My heart is ready to go. I want to know how it feels to make my way down the streets of gold. I want to know how it feels to have a talk with the saints of old. I want to know how it feels to plant my feet by the river of life. I've heard of heaven, and I know that it's real. I want to know how it feels. Amen. That's where you want to go. You've been risen. Seek those things where Christ said on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of this earth. This earth is going to pass away. Don't put your stakes down too strong here. You'll want to stay. You get too much stuff, you don't want to leave it. You can't take it with you anyhow. Somebody says, I've never seen a hearse going to heaven. Amen. Come on. Set your affections on things above. You want to go to heaven. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul says, Be ye therefore followers of God, even as I am also of Christ. Amen. 1 Corinthians 11, 1. Follow Christ, and you avoid temptation. Walk as children of the light. Amen. First Thessalonians 5 and 5 said that you are the children of the day. You are not of the children of the night, because God is the God of the day. Amen. So you are the God of the day, children of the day. You belong to God. First John 5, 1, 5 through 7. This is the message that we have heard and declare unto you, that God is light. And in him is no darkness as long. First, first John 1, 5. This is the message that we have heard and declaring to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. Amen. We've got to walk in the light. Walk according to the word of God. Amen. This is what God desires. Amen. We are following him. Walk as children of light. Amen. Galatians five sixteen. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust. Of the flesh. Of the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Amen. They that are led by the spirit is not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, sinfishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, wrath, strife, emulation, sedition, heresy, envy and drunkenness, murder, reveling, such like, of the which I tell you before, that they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit 
love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is, and they that are Christ's have. Whoa, 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 whoa. He did what? They that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. In other words, you have brought this thing under subjection and says, uh-uh, no more. No more. You crucified it. You buried it. You put him in the watery grave in baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. You says, you aren't controlling me anymore, buddy. I'm getting rid of you. I'm going to walk in the spirit. Amen. And they did a crisis. If you live in the spirit, walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. Envying somebody is childish. You don't want to be envious of other people. Amen. The only thing, person you want to be envious of is you. I want to be better. I want to do better. See? This is what God wants in us. We want to grow in Christ. Amen. Remember, everything that you see others do may or may not be good for you. Okay? you got to always remember that. 1 Corinthians Chapter 6, you can read the rest of these yourself here. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, and we're going to finish up here. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor effeminates, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such, okay, see, notice, he showed you what you used to be, right? But now what he say? You're washed. You're sanctified. You're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That's what you used to be. But you got rid of that old guy. Now you're walking in newness of life. Now you're growing. Now you're maturing. Now you're going to be what Christ wants you to become. Amen. Because you've got your focus on a better place. You're going to be with him. You're going to reign with him forever and ever more. Amen. So remember that everything is not that you see people doing. It not be good for you. This is why Paul is saying, you know, Everything is lawful. I'm of age, but it doesn't edify me. It doesn't present me as a Christian to the world. It does not present a good example to my family and my loved ones. If I say I'm a Christian, I need to be a Christian. I need to be a mature Christian. Amen. I need to reflect Christ in all that I do. Amen. Tamika. Come on in. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, and in, in Psalm 73, I won't read it, but Asap is the writer of Psalm 73, and he began to, to talk about, you know, he was confused about a lot of things, and then he said, but when I went to the house of God, 
then I understood the end thereof. God has set them in slippery places out there. So you want to remember that. So, so how do you plan to grow spiritually in the next 12 months? If we do not study and apply God's word to our lives, we can never grow and become what he desires of us to be. As children of God, we must grow and go on unto perfection and become fruitful because that's what God wants in every one of us. Amen. Next month, our theme, and I do have the papers. I guess I can get them real quick and give them out to you, and that way you can study them because we don't have Bible study next Wednesday night. That give you a couple of weeks to study and be ready. Uh, we're talking about the purpose for Christian influence, uh, being influenced in your life. Give me one second and I'll grab them here and we will pass those out.